1: Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today and we're actually going to have a sermonette uh, that we're going to share with you today. We're going to go to the first segment and we'll be right back. If you want to uh, reach out to me at any point and just uh, just for prayer, uh, I would love to hear from you. And our number is 844-249-2698. We are going to deal with a few things today. Uh, I'm just so grateful to be here. We're going to talk about the vision that God has purposed over your life. And uh, the Lord has really given me an outline. And uh, he's really shown me how our day-to-day lives are leading the way to, to death or to life. And how many of you know that God has come to give us life and life more abundantly? The Lord has impressed upon my heart that we are in a time of revival. That you and I and the people who do not yet know God and the people who know God are in need of revival. We need to be refreshed in the Lord, restored in the Lord redeemed, invigorated, filled up with the Lord so that we can do the thing that he's called us to do. So I'm going to pray right now that your hearts would be ready to receive what he has for you. So Lord, we just thank you so much again for this time. I thank you for Pastor George. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for the worship that went forward. And I thank you for my brothers and sisters that are here today to hear more about what you say, God, not what the world says, but what you say about them and what you have purpose over their life, the vision that you have purposed over their life and the tools that you've provided them so that they can move, as Sister Ann said, so that they can walk it out. I thank you for equipping us and most importantly, for loving us in Jesus name. So we are going to first start off, and you may want to take a few notes uh, just between you and God of things that the Lord begins to reveal to you as we go through this. And the first question that I have for you is, what do you believe? What do you believe about yourself, about the reason you're here, about God, uh, about your daily life, about your job, about where you live, about things that are going on in the world? What do you believe? I took some time to think about things that we believe as people, things that we think about, things that we believe as a country, as a city, as a community. And some of the things that we believe in are true, and some of the things that we believe in are not true. Some of the things that have been scientifically proven to be true and that we cannot see are things like atoms, like oxygen, right? Everyone know that those things are real? Take a deep breath. Mm can't see it, but it's there, right? There are things that are going on in our minds. There's an organ that's in this skull called the brain, but there are thoughts that we think that are in the brain that we can't see. And yet they're very real, right? Right. And there's concepts like scientific concepts that have been proven, but we can say that they are beliefs. We believe in the law of gravity, There are other things. For example, this one thing that kind of cracked me up. How many of you believed when you were growing up or your parents told you that if you ate your gum, it was going to stay in there forever? Anybody remember that? Don't eat your gum. It's going to stick to your ribs and it'll never come out. Some people said it'll stay in for seven years. Well, that's not true. And another thing that I learned, this was kind of heartbreaking. I learned that children up until 1987 Babies were believed to not have feelings, and so they did not use anesthesia when doing surgery on infants because there was a belief that they did not feel it. Can you believe that? And I made this joke in uh, the first service. In the 1840s, it was taught by Franz Joseph Gall that the size of your head determined your behavior. That's kind of weird, huh? And I said, oh, I guess... Being a big head meant you were going to be a pastor. Uh, oop, did I say that? Sorry, just saying, just saying. <laughs> no, but we've determined that that one is not true either. And so these beliefs seem silly. They may be accurate, but honestly, they don't really impact our daily life unless they drive our behaviors. I could say to you, this carpet is blue. You could say it's green or it's gray. And it really wouldn't matter what you think and what I think unless I went out and used all the church's money to match a decor that matched with the color I said it was when it was really another color. So when we start taking actions that are based on beliefs that are not true, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. And the concept that really drove this home for me is what if I decided that the law of gravity was not true? I said, you know what? I don't receive that. The law of gravity is not true. So I'm going to go to Golden Gate Bridge and I'm going to jump because the law of gravity is not true. What would happen to me? I would find out, but I wouldn't live to tell anybody. And sometimes some of the things that we're believing are leading us exactly there. We're believing things And attaching those things to our actions, which is called faith. When we put our actions and attach them to our belief, that is our faith. So when we believe in something or we have faith in something that is not true, we're headed in the wrong direction. Amen. And there's a lot of uh, different ways in which the enemy can have his way with us. The Bible tells us that faith is confidence and what we hope for an assurance of what we do not see. Hebrews 11, 1. And again, you can have your faith, confidence in what we hope for. You can say, oh, well, I hope for uh, this dude that I just met at the laundromat that is not called to be my husband. I hope that he'll be my husband. I could say that. I could say, I have assurance that I'm gonna get a job next week, but lay in the bed and sleeping all day, not looking for it. That's a belief. It's not attached to an action faith is attaching your belief to an action. So one of the things that is missing in all of this as we exercise our faith is we have to have vision, vision from God. And this one is a little bit interesting because we all have our own interpretation of what vision from God is. And I've heard many people say, well, God showed me this. Well, God showed me that. If we go to the next slide, vision is actually the determination of living or dying. The Lord tells us that his people perish for lack of vision. And in fact, where there is no revelation and no word, his people perish. So revelation from the Lord is confirmed by the word. God is not going to tell you to do something that is not in the Bible. He's not going to tell you to take on behaviors that are against what he says. He's a God of order and a God of excellence. And he's a God that has a plan and a purpose for our life. And it's to prosper us and not to harm us. All right, we're going to go to break. Thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, you can reach me at 844-249-2698. And you can learn more about Love Never Fails by going to our website, loveneverfailsus.com, or our social media page, Love Never Fails, Inc. Thanks so much. We'll be right back.
2: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, check out our website. We're at loveneverfailsus.com. Our Facebook page is Love Never Fails. We also are on Instagram and we are on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. And so that revelation has to line up with the word. And so straight away, we got to be in relationship with him. We've got to be on our knees. And, and those of you who know me, uh, you know that, you know, I, I, I can be a little meddlesome. I like to help people. So I I try to play Cupid sometimes. I try to help people get jobs. I try to help people get housing. And if you let me, I'll design your whole life. I promise you. And a few people in here are going, I know. She tried to do it to me. She tried to do it to me. But it's not really about what thus saith the Vanessa. I mean, hopefully I have some wisdom to offer. But at the end of the day, the wisest thing I could tell you is to get on your face and get before the Lord and hear from him about what he said and what his purpose is for your life. And if nothing more, let me be the encourager that pushes you towards what he said. And let me confirm what God has already revealed. It shouldn't be the first time that you're hearing it about what God has purposed over your life from another person. It should be a confirmation of what God has already spoken into your heart. And then the word should really back it up. So you're getting that triune, that uh, three-way confirmation when you're receiving a word. As I was thinking about this, you know, the people perishing, I was brought to this story that happened in the 50s. Any of you familiar with Jim Jones? Jim Jones was a leader. He was like a social activist that started in Indiana in the 50s. And it was during a time where we were really going through a social revolution. And, he, you know, to be honest with you, you know, what everything I read about him and I learned about him, he would have been my kind of guy. I got to be honest. He was advocating for the sick, the impoverished, the people that were sitting on the streets and, and homeless. I would have been like right there with him. And he started there in the 50s and he started to use some of his gifts. He was very charismatic and he started to appeal to people then. And then he moved to the West and actually, I didn't know this, but my husband just revealed I used to, I grew up in San Francisco, right close to Geary Street on Ellis. And, um, my understanding was the people's temple right there on Geary Street. Thousands of people were attending. And it was at that time at the temple when he began to change some of his practices away from just social activism and started to really control the people. And they started to evolve into becoming an occult and he eventually moved to a compound. And in that compound, he was abusing people, committing sexual assault and abuse towards women, towards men, physical abuse. And people knew this, maybe not directly, and yet they continued to follow him. There were so many signs that something was wrong, and yet they had a blind trust. I was, I was talking to Pastor Victor in the back, and he said the word blind trust. The only one that we should be blindly trusting is Jesus. Everyone else has to be qualified and verified by the Lord. And the revelation and the Bible will back up what any of us say, what any of us do, it will be revealed that the fruit is there. And, and what saddened me is that as a result of the vision that he had articulated to this thousands of people, as a result of that vision... On one sad day, 918 people drank Kool-Aid that was laced with cyanide. 304 of them were children and they died on that day. And what is heartbreaking to me is I think about what the people must have been thinking as they were walking towards their death. Did they know? Were they questioning? Were they unsure? I would imagine so because many of these people were Christians that had been led astray, that had fallen away from God, that had forgotten of His principles, that had started to receive the word of Jim Jones over the word of God. They started to put His vision over their life over God's vision. They forgot that God said, I have a plan and a purpose for your life and it's to prosper you and not to harm you. They forgot that God said, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. they forgot in Job 1, that he said, I am the giver of life and I give and I take away. I am, not him. They forgot that he said, trust in the Lord with all my heart, all your heart and lean not into your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge me and I will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, they forgot. And they didn't look at scriptures like Matthew 7, 15 through 20 that say, be wary of false teachers who smile a lot, dripping with practice sincerity. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. A genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. These diseased trees and their bad apples are going to be chopped down and burned. If they had read these things, do you think they would have had a change of heart? Do you think they would have known that they were not being given the right vision? That that wasn't the vision that God had for their lives? And you know what's most sad to me about this is that the 918, we don't even know their names. We know his name, but we don't know their names. Do we remember their names? I don't know about you, but I want to be counted. I want to be counted as one. With the God-given name that the Lord gave me to do the thing that God told me to do, the vision that he purposed over my life, I want to establish a legacy for Christ and reach the people he's assigned to my life. I wanted to give you an illustration, and I I feel like I'm turning into my husband because all these illustrations come up all the time. I'll show you. I got a little skit for you. Can I have your help? Would you mind sitting on the carpet? Can I have you sit right there? Kevin, can I have you sit right there next? Right there. Let me get another gentleman. Can I have you come? Have you come? So on Friday, I was speaking at Youth with a Mission in San Francisco, right there on Ellis Street, three fifty-seven Ellis Street in the Tenderloin. Literally, as you walk down that street, there is a person sitting on the side of the street every foot for blocks sitting in feces and urine without a bath for weeks, high on drugs with every belonging that they have in a garbage bag, sitting with carts with their beds rolled up, as we talked about, all these different contraptions, skillets that they're lugging around. And my heart, I went inside the building and it was a beautiful time with Pastor Tim and Carol. And they're just a beautiful ministry that's ministering to the people in that area. But as I looked upon the people, I kept thinking, they're me. That's me. That's me. He's me. He's my family. He's my community. I love him. There's a calling on his life. There's a purpose over his life. And how dare I walk past him and not say hi and not ask what his name. What's your name, brother? Alan. Hi, brother. Hi, Alan. God bless you. There's a calling on your life and even spend a little time knowing what it is and even understanding what you have need of and even understanding that you maybe feel ashamed. You have a contrite heart. You have a lowly spirit, but I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to remind you that you are loved, that there is a plan and a purpose for you in your life, and it's to prosper you and not to harm you. All right. Well, we are going to go to break now. Um, Thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we want to hear from you. Give us a call at 844-249-2698. Check us out on loveneverfailsus.com. We've got events going on in the community that you probably want to be a part of. Street Outreach Ministry on the third Saturday of every month. We've got a variety of other ways that you can engage with us. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: Don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our
2: sponsors trash bills weighing you down at case industries we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multi-family properties condos and commercial shopping centers let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property noi case industries saving the planet saving you money Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at CaseIndustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's CaseIndustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend.
4: Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We want to hear from you. Please give us a call at 844-249-2698 if you want to get involved. Perhaps you want to volunteer or perhaps you need prayer. And of course, we are a listener supported organization and radio show. And we would love for you to sow into this ministry. You can do that by going to com forward slash donate. And so listen in and we'll be right back. How hard is that for us to go person by person and just speak a word to these people that are enduring so much, that are children of the king, that are people like you and I? How many of you know this experience? Know what it's like to be sitting on the side of the road when God said, my people perish. He's talking about that. They're perishing because our vision is messed up because our vision isn't lining up with his heart because we're more worried about our own cares and our own needs than the needs of others. And I think about the things that I have, honestly, like that song, take everything. I don't want it anymore. If I could change that situation by giving every item in my closet and I kid you not, it would be out If I could change that situation by giving of all of my salary, everything that I have, we have to be sold out. That's the vision. God didn't hold nothing back from us. He gave his very life. He didn't hold not one thing back. And he didn't say, you're not my trouble. You're not my business. I don't have time for you. You're not assigned to me. You're not my same skin color. You're not coming from the same country I come from. You're not my same age. You're not my same gender. He didn't put us in buckets like that. He said, come as you are. I love you just like you are. Everything about you, I love. And so our vision, yes, there's a unique vision. Each of us in here, each of these people, there's a vision. God may say, I want you to go onto the job site in the construction field, and I want you to minister to the men there and I want you to go and feed the homeless in this particular area, in this park one. That's, you're assigned to that park. And, and I've just assigned you to one, this one young child that I just want you to every time it's their birthday, every time that it's some kind of event for them, you show up. You'll be the dad that they've never had. And, and I've, I've called you to, to dance and to worship people. And, and I've called you to be in, in business and, and open up doors for people to get jobs in the business field. And I've called you to love people that don't know love. I've called you to, every time someone comes in the office to just greet them with a smile. When I normally, in that office, they never get a smile. That might be your purpose. It doesn't have to be some big thing. God doesn't say, oh, well, you're going to go and and buy this $5 million building and you're going to be the CEO. That's great. He might be fashioning some of us to do that. But oftentimes it's in the little things. And as he empowers you to obey him, in the little things he can give you more. But if you won't obey in the little things, like just seeing that this is my brother. Can't you see the resemblance? This is my brother. He's important to me. Okay, thank you so much you guys. See, I feel like my husband, he's teaching me well, huh? God is good. We when two are one, two are one, huh? One of the things that God has revealed to me, though, is that it's hard to do this. It's hard. There's suffering. you got to suffer. But he's teaching me something about suffering. I remember when I was a teenager, my mom, she's not yet with God in terms of committing her life to him. But she had this wisdom when I was a teenager. She said, you know, there's joy in suffering, Vanessa, when I didn't have something that I wanted. And I was like, who says that? I wasn't in the Lord either. And I said mom says that to their kid. You want, you want me to suffer? Kind of a brat, I tell you. She said that to me. And so as I've progressed, uh, there's so much truth in that. There's this joy that happens. And I want to tell you about a situation that happened to me because I think it's important for us to get that God is in the details of your life. It's not like this bit. Sometimes I think that when we're thinking about what God is doing with us, we think like on this grandiose level, like my whole life. No, no, no. He's working out your purpose. The minute you walk out the door, the way you treat the people out in the parking lot, that's tied to your purpose and the vision that he's purposed over your life. Everything that you do has to line up. The other day, I kid you not, just a kind of a joke, Rache and I, we were here and my husband was preaching about the authority of God and being obedient And I got out of here and I had somewhere to go. We were supposed to have dinner with somebody. We were running late. It was a Wednesday. And I cut Rashe off on on Mission Street. I didn't know I did. And she texted me. She said, the authority of God, huh? I was like, oops. (laughs) Sorry. But it was really funny because I I wasn't trying to take authority. (laughs) But sometimes we miss it. But this scenario that God gave me is kind of a funny one. A lot yesterday I posted on my Facebook those of you who are my friends, you saw that after months of turmoil and just discussing and praying with my husband and and really going through it with our kids, we have decided to rehome our uh Maltipoo, our dog. And that has been a really hard thing for us. We love our little princess. She's 3 years old and she's she, we love her. But we realized that this month, I'm going to be traveling three weeks of the month. And she would be so much happier sitting on the lap of somebody who's at home more often. So I was thinking about, and by the way, we're not in a rush. We're not going to give her to a kill shelter. We're not going to any of that. It's when God brings the right person, because I'm kind of hoping it will be like a friend or a family member that we can kind of still see her, you know, a little, I don't know, adoption scenario. I put it on my Facebook, on my personal page, and immediately, one of my sister's family's members came at me. She said, you know, don't have any more pets, and pretty much, you're irresponsible. You're a loser, pretty much, and, you know, right away, I was like, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Get uh, about to go SFC on you. You don't know who you're talking to. Uh, wait, oh, well, like my husband said, oh, you got that Facebook courage. You better slow your roll. Uh, but I pulled it in and I said, let me just be clinical for a moment. And I said, maybe she thinks that I'm going to send the dog to a kill shelter or something. So let, let me go ahead. and Oh, by the way, she unfriended me. She told me off and then unfriended me. Love that. So at first I was like, sure, I don't need her, whatever. And then it was like, you know what? Let me go and inbox her and say, hey, what happened? Like, I see you unfriended me. I see you're mad. I said, do you think that we're sending her to a kill shelter? We're not doing that. We're we're trying to rehome her and kind of like have an adoption scenario because this is a better thing for the dog. Now you're probably thinking, why is she talking about it all? Because it's the little, it's the details. It's the daily things that we do that show what we believe, what our faith walk looks like, and what the vision is that God has purposed over our life. All right. Well, we'll come right back. And uh, thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages.
2: Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend.
4: Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio.
1: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
3: And so, so here she was, she was, she, she was, um, re- being real nasty with me still, still coming back. Sure, that's your problem. That's your life. And I don't have any compassion for you and your situation. And, and, you know, d- you know, pretty much just telling me off. Yeah. Right. Cindy's like, I'm rolling out with you. <laughs> and, and so guess what I did? I I replied back. I wasn't too fleshy, but I was a little fleshy and, and more like, you know, You obviously don't care about me as a person because you, 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 you know, I have a lot going on and this was really hard for me. So, fine. Like, bye. And then I blocked her. So I sat on that one for a while. I was like, yeah, I got the final word. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) you know, any of y'all final word people in here? I got the final word. I'm one of those as well. Work on me, Lord. But uh what happened was the Lord said, This is not a good thing, Vanessa. Because yeah, you got the final word, and yeah, you're probably right. She's out of line, but you're the only God, most likely, that she's going to get. Everything that you're putting on your page, you're ministering to her. And now she's cut off from that. See, so the enemy has had his way with you guys. You're shut off from each other. You're not in community with each other. You're not able to love on her no more. And she's not able to even receive anything from you. So he won. So I was like, oh, gosh. So I unblocked and I inboxed her and I said, hey, I was praying. And I'm thinking that maybe you're triggered right now. Maybe you feel like I'm abandoning you as I'm rehoming the dog. Because sometimes we attach ourselves to things, and our brain does funny things, especially not when we're not in the Lord. And so we have to be empathetic to people who are not hearing from God. And she said, no, that's not it, and I don't want your prayers. And then I was like, this is where the joy came in. There was a joy that God gave me because he said, You're doing exactly what I want you to do. You're getting after her. You're chasing her now the way that I chased you. You're getting after her. You're fulfilling the purpose and the vision that I've purposed over your life. You see, God has given me a vision to love beyond offense. Love that does not fail. Love always. He's given that to me. Even when someone does something that's wrong, God to love them anyway. And so, because he's given me that, I just turn the other cheek, and I just keep on praying. He says here, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Faith, action, plus belief. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And what God impressed upon me here is that there was a joy that was set before him in dying for us. Can you relate to that? It's so hard for me, but it's really the thing I just talked about, the Facebook scenario. I died to myself in that scenario. And there was a joy that was set before me. It was her salvation is the joy that was set before me. And if I can't die to myself in that scenario, what am I doing? How am I really walking out my faith? I mean, here you have it, Jesus whose hands were, nails were put in his hands and his feet bleeding at the brow from the thorns slashed and beaten, called things that are not true. Lied on, abused, and he had joy. Joy because he knew that all of the suffering that he was enduring had purpose. And guess what the purpose was? It was for you and I. It was for us. It was so that we could live victoriously. So that we could live knowing that God has a vision for us to do the same for others. Some of us will be the only Christ that people ever meet, will be the only epistles that people ever read. Did you know you're a walking epistle? Walking word of God, walking love, walking restoration, walking healing. God has called us to be all those things, to people to use what he's deposited in us to do that. And so I want to just say, that I know it's a struggle, the suffering, but I want to just reassure you that there's joy. There's joy in, in suffering in that way. So the other thing that the Lord has put on my heart is that some of you had a vision, and I brought my little cup. <laughs> I know y'all was some, some of you saw me walk in and was like, girl, she got some issues. You see my cup? Look at that. See the bottom's off. You see that? But can you guys see the picture of my daughter that's on here? She's in, you see it? Do you see it? Do you see it? You see it? She's in a tap dance outfit. It's turquoise. You see it? Tap dance outfit. You see it? You don't see it. It's right there. You see it? No. I see it. I see it. It's faded. But I keep my cup because this is where my baby girl's picture is from her first tap dance recital when she was three. And you might not be able to see it, but I see it. It might be faded, but I see it. And I hold on to it. I don't want to let go of my cup. I know my husband wants me to throw it out, but I'm like, I see my baby right there. How many of you have a vision that God has spoken over your life? it's faded. Lowell, our, our guitar player, he was, he confessed in the, in the back. He said that the Lord uh, brought him out of some things. And he said he, he took a bunch of classes to be a counselor and he's now a drug and alcohol counselor, but he's not working in that field. And just from our conversation, he, he said, I think the Lord is telling me to, to, to go back, go back Go back. re reminded. Don't let nobody tell you your baby girl ain't on there. Be reminded of whatever the vision is. Don't give up on the vision that God has spoken over your life. How many of you have a vision that has just fallen into the back? God has spoken a vision and it's just fallen into the back. Hold your hand up high. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. We're going to speak that into today. We're going to walk forward in that. And remember, it's not just about you. As, as was said, Anne and, and Sister Anne and, and um, Pastor George, it's not about us. The vision is so much more than us. You can only see the, oh, God said I was going to be a counselor. But there's a whole row of people waiting on you to walk in what God said you are. All right, we're going to go to break. Thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We'll be right back.
1: To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors
3: So we're going to, uh, first of all, we're going to hear, we're going to see promises from God because I think, um, one of the things that God has impressed upon me is that as we go into this neck, this season, there is a revival. There's a revival. Do you guys know what revival means? It means to be revived, brought to life again, invigorated, energized, restored, excited, Woo! excited, invigorated, restored, energized, revived, moving, move, like Sister Ann said, move, move. It's moving. It's moving. And in order to do that, we have to have a joy about us. We can't be downtrodden. We can't be depressed. We can't be looking back. We can't be stuck. We got to be moving. And one of the ways that we move is by standing on these promises. You might have, you might have nothing to live for. Nothing. I, who am I to say why, you know, where you're at in your life? But I can tell you this, that the Lord will never leave you. I can tell you that he's, he'll give you strength. He'll help you. He'll give you wisdom. He'll forgive you. He'll prosper you. He'll set you free. These are promises. You can't earn them. You can't take them away. These are all things that he's promised to us exactly where we are with everything that we've done, even though we've let the dream fade into the background and the vision is no longer there. He says, I promise you, I will never leave you or forsake you. He's told us that. He said he'll be your strong tower. You receive that brother? He's your strong tower. He's your very present help in time of trouble. He tells us that he'll help you. He tells us that I'll give you wisdom. He tells us that you're forgiven for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I love you with an everlasting love. God tells us that. So I want us to hold on to the promises. And I want us to, I'm going to pray for you now. And I want us to start to get hold of this revival. It's got to start with you. You got to let re- the Lord revive you. You got to let the Lord revive you. And the Lord has given me a scripture. It's Psalms. He says, Psalms 85, 6. Pray that over them. Will you not revive us again? That your people may rejoice in you. Lord Jesus. We're praying for a revival in the land. God, we're praying for a special impartation, God, of your joy, your joy, God, your joy. God, we need more of your joy. God, we need more of your joy, of your, of your joy. God, we need more of you, God. We need more, we mean, we need more revelation. We need more time with you, God, and give us, stretch our time stretch our time, make an an hour into weeks. Give us unmerited favor and studying the things of you that we might be drawn near to your heart. And we might know what you say about us. God, uh, let no Jim Jones come in and distract us. God, push him out in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for only pure words of truth in our way. And God, when ensnarement comes, God, we pray that it would be canceled in the name of Jesus. God, that we would not look to the left or to the right, but unto you from whence our help comes, God. That we would, that we would stand on your promises that say, I, I've come that you would have life and life more abundantly. I've come to give you a hope and a future. I've declared that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, God. I've all the things that you've said about us, God. You've told us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. You've told us that that you've made us the head and not the tail. You've told us that we are mighty, mighty, and, and mighty warriors in your kingdom, and that God through you, that things, miracles, signs, and wonders will come to pass. God, I thank you that you've given us a heart. Let us not forget the people sitting on the stage. God, God, use us to bring them joy. Use us to bring them a hope. Tie our belief to action. Let it become faith that walks, that moves. Help us to know. Help us to know what you've purposed over our life. I pray that each one that is here today would not just be hearers. Let us not just be hearers, but let us do what you say do. We seal it right now. We seal it. And God, I just sense that you want the people, those that raise their hands. I pray that they right now would just stand up. Just start taking action. Just move. Just stand up. Just move. Move to the altar and put your purpose before the Lord. Just stand up and move. Move quickly. Don't hesitate. This is symbolic. You're moving. You're moving for God. You're moving for God. Put it before him. Put it before him. Put it before him. And God... I pray that each one, you would give them a strength to do what you said do,
2: to do what you said do,
3: to do what you said do. do. do do. Anyone else with a purpose that has faded away, that has faded It's still there, but it's faded. God, I'm I'm just receiving right now as they come, as they walk into the thing that you said, that you will equip them. That you will equip them. Father in heaven, equip equip them. Equip them. Equip them. Your spirit, Holy Spirit, joy, 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 joy joy, 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 joy,
5: your joy, God, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I see you, God, are mighty to save and you are mighty over my purpose and you are mighty over my life. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And we stand on your promises, Lord. And we will not forget your children. And we will not forget the people you have signed to our life. And we will not allow them to fade into the background and be forgotten, Lord. For there is something greater that you have put in us, God. A seed, a seed that you have placed in us, God, that is sprawling out and is creating a revival in the land, God. Because you are not done with us, God. If it was just for us, you'd just wipe us out and move on. But it's not for us. for the people God that you have assigned to our life and you have called us to go out and to be the light and to be the salt and to be the power that you can provide in each of us God to heal people to lay hands on the sick God we're receiving the healing from earlier today God it is the one of many that you will do in this house of the healing and restoration you have not finished with us yet the joy of the Lord is our strength You have not finished with us. We are your children and we have been assigned and compelled to go, God, to reach the lost for you, to know that you are God, to know that you have equipped us, to know that you have sent us, to know that they are worthy, to know that they are loved, to know that they're your children, to know they have a purpose, to know that they are called, to know that they are loved, to know that they are full of your grace and your purpose, God. And there is nothing that can separate them from your love God we will press into the thing that you have for us we will no longer make excuses there is no reason why we cannot receive the power of the Holy Spirit in everything that we do God there is no reason that we cannot achieve what you have assigned to us because it is meant for us we have been fashioned for it we have been designed for it we have been created for it God and so you will equip us with the people and the words and the places and the reasons resources that we need to get after the thing that you've called us to get God I pray that each person that is doubting themselves God I pray I come against the spirit of doubt I come against the things that are not of you God I come against fear there is no perfect love casts out fear God perfect love casts out fear and I call into order your body and submitting your mind and your heart into one position which is belonging to the Lord Jesus the Holy Spirit will come and he rests upon his people and he says yes to his people and he crawls out to his people and he says you are the one that I have sent there is no other that I will call I have called you to go into the places and get the people that are loved, my beloved my children, my children are waiting for us to come God I pray that you would just give your grace and mercy to us God that we would know that you have rested upon on this place and that you have forgiven us for delaying. There is no shame. We are going forward in you. There is no shame. We are going forward in you. Who cares about the past? The future is ahead. We are revived. We are restored. We are reinvigorated. We are energized. We are standing for you, God, because you said that we are mighty God because of you and you've given us the authority to stomp on the enemy's head You've given us the authority to walk and not grow weary, God. You have given us the authority to call things that are not as though they were. You have told us to stand on your word, God. And so we will be in our word and we will know all the things that you have purposed us to do, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You are mighty, God. You are mighty in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
3: All right, we're going to go. We really love you and we appreciate you. And um, just a word from the Lord that he's always asking me to impart to the people that are listening. And that is that you are loved.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio.